Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome to the show. Ellie to beat last exit to Brooklyn. I am your host, Tom McCaffrey, here with Eric B. Before we get started, um, rate and review this podcast, Ellie to be. Um, we're on Spotify and um, iTunes and all that stuff. Um, and please uh, jo- uh, join our Patreon um, for bonus episodes and buy Silk City Hot Sauce, which is our sponsor. Uh, go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the, our promo code Brooklyn. You get 15% off. Um, so we're going to get into it. So today is January 6th, and um, it's a pretty big day. As everyone knows, it's um, Kate McKinnon's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, January 6th, uh, something happened, I guess a year ago. That's a big deal. I can't believe it's already been a year since, uh, those people tried to uh, kill Nancy Pelosi. Well, according to some Republicans, uh, it was actually the Democrats who did it and the FBI and the CIA and Batman and, uh, whoever else they can throw into um, the mix. Simon Pegg. And, um, (laughs) I don't even know who is that. Is that an actor guy? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. But can you believe that there's there's still people on that side like we didn't do it? You know, we just there was a bunch of FBI guys who dressed or Antifa who dressed up as Trump people, and uh, they did it. I don't. Yeah, that's pretty. So, and today, did you see Biden's speech? Because Mm -mm. he he finally was like being oh he ripped into Trump. Yeah, finally, which. I actually people are like, well, why did it take so long? But it's like, well, this kind of I think was the perfect time to do it because everyone's watching. This is a big day. So mm-hmm. um I yeah, I actually was really I really it was nice to see him kind of have some like chutzpah and like spunk and really go after him and 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 that side too. Cause I think like this whole like, hey, we need to come together. We're it's like, you know, like fuck that shit. Like you, you guys right. are crazy so, and we're you're just gonna have to lose. I think that like I, I understand how Biden was being chill a lot last year because it was like everyone needed a rest from Trump and the whole four years, but now it's time to take the gloves off. You gotta kinda go in because these guys are animals and they're not gonna stop until they get whatever they want. So Right. It's kind of like if someone's trying to rape you and all the time and break into your house, like, you're like can we just work together? And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, let's try and convince him that, you know, rape is bad. It's just like, no, just they're the enemy and fucking and, you know, just yeah, just blatantly keep saying you fucking lost and like humiliate Trump. Like, just right. yeah. he said, so what do you say? Like you he said, basically, like you're a defeated president. Not only are you, (laughs) are you not in office? You're defeated. Um, Which is like, why? Yeah. Just say that. And I like how they go. He's Biden's dividing the country. And it's like, they, I'm like, you wanted to impeach Biden the day he got into office. And the Republicans could say, Oh, you wanted to impeach Trump the day he got into office. And, but the day Trump got into office, he was, he was saying that he hated most people in this country. You know, he would like to have this language. Like I fucking hate, Democrats and things like that. Um, Biden was trying. He was trying. He was saying all the right things. But these Republicans, they don't care. They just I mean, when that when they win the House next year, the Republicans, Ted Cruz said it, they're going to try to impeach him. There's no doubt. What would they impeach him for? Doesn't matter. Just whatever. He he won't be thrown out. They're just going to it's going to be like payback. There's no they'll probably they'll probably impeach him in the in the house and the house and there's no way in the senate it'll happen so it's just they want to put a mark on his record 
they'll probably do it to Kamala Harris too, which I I just heard about that because they want to damage her so she doesn't run. That's it's the bad thing. I keep hearing things yeah. about her, but like like I feel like they're trying to smear her, but I never even like see her. So I don't even that they're like, yeah, she's so awful. And I'm like, really? I haven't even seen her. I don't know, like what I don't even know what she's doing. Right. Someone, a friend of mine had a very good theory about why she hasn't been out there. Because when you're out there, you're a target. So yeah. they were going to just kind of keep her under the under the sheets for a while. So once you're out there, they, everyone starts attacking you. But then their attack was, where is she? How come she's not around? So you can't really win. Yeah. But, Even though I think they did a good job because they they their insults and the um, whatever they try to attack her with never really gains traction because she's never really around. So it's kind of like trying to. Right. But her, her approval ratings are horrible for some reason. I, and I don't know. Why you would hate her? She, she doesn't really. I know. Any. What are you not approving of? Like, what well, is she even doing? I can well, think of. Oh, black, I can think. Yeah. Of, I can think of. Two well, that's things. what I mean, though. It's, it's because, black and like, a woman. No matter, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem. It's hard when they can't really get a grasp on you. It is really funny too when you know. Just think about the last year where. I feel like I've seen Biden talk like three times, you know, and remember how it was just every day with, yeah. with him, every, the other guy was just every day you heard him talk. He was yelling, saying something crazy and stupid. Um, yeah. There's someone, someone, with, well, someone wrote they, that uh, they think that Trump may get his way back onto Facebook this year. They may end the ban, which that would be fucking bad. They can't let him on the major social media sites anymore. They really can't. Well, do but, you think so now that it's been a year anniversary and how, how do you think this is aging after a year? Does it um, d- do you think people really I mean, people obviously it's still fresh in people's minds, but what, is it just basically along party lines how it was basically? I think yeah. that's what's happened in the last year. Like now that we're a year out, uh, a lot of Republicans, it was harder for them to deny it right right after it. But now that because there's some time. Uh, away yeah. from it they're able to be like well it's it wasn't that bad we didn't really do anything it's kind yeah, of like we, were, we can remember it differently like revisionist history yeah i like how they say they were tourists those people first they claim that they were there they were trump people now they're not but they originally said they were tourists they were just going in for a, a tour of the white house you know you know i you know how when you go on a tour of the white house or something you you, you beat the you, shit out of the police yeah and you smear your feces all over the wall yeah. you know you, you, you ever, i did that like i went to the metropolitan this, museum of art and i just you know, i went on the tour and i just smeared my yeah, feces yeah. on all everything because that's what you do when you're when you have right. a tour you shit um, on things <laughs> i just i mean i feel like smearing feces is just uh, you know as a kind of um like um protests i i feel like i wouldn't want to do that it's more like worse for the person doing it <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? isn't it the worst for them like that just seems like a gross well i, I read this story that did they only... shit there and do it or i don't know i, this, I read that they, not only do they do they smear feces but the next day the people who had to clean it up there were people and a lot of them are like black people so imagine that you're a black dude who had to clean up the feces of fucking white nationalists? Yeah, you know, I, I I don't think right. it's your best day. No, that's. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I think race doesn't even come into play with that. Yeah, but, shit. You know, but if you're if you're a black guy cleaning up Nazi shit, it's probably you, you at least want yeah. time and a half. For it is that. amazing. Even when I yeah. see shit in the bathroom of place like public toilets, like 
that even kind of like, I'm always fascinated by that and amazed. Like, you know, you go to so many public toilets and it's just, you no, know, the toilet is just full of shit. No one flushed the toilet. <laughs> Such an odd thing. And it happens like every universally at every toilet. Is it just they're protesting like, cause they're just like, Oh, I'm so disgusting. I'm not even going to like flush the toilet, but it's like, <laughs> you've already followed the rules this to this length going into the toilet. So why not just, this is not a time for like protesting. Um, I never understood like why they just don't flush the toilet. Um, I don't, I used to kind of have a joke about, uh, you bring it backwards. You ever go to a bathroom and they, I've seen it a few times. They rip the toilet seat off. Yeah. Like what's what's that move? Like, you, you know, you want to raw dog it or something like that. I'm not really sure. I've never but, had to go. I've had to go to the bathroom pretty bad, but I've never like. <laughs> do you mean like the the, the cover or the, the thing cover, you sit like, on? Oh, yeah, the cover. it's like, like I torn. can't wait. Like the Hulk is just taking a crap there. <laughs> or the thing or who yeah. else? Um, yeah, that's a really people get really way too aggressive and strange in when I go to public bathrooms, I just want to get in and out as fast as possible. I just don't understand the not following through on the flushing thing, but this is kind of, I guess we've gone kind of long right. on this, but no, but I want to ask you a question. So let's say you are one of these people who work at the white house and clean things and they call you up on January 7th and they go, listen, uh, we're going to need you to come in early today. Um, there's shit all over the white house. So can you come in early and just clean the shit? Uh, what would you say? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Um, I can't come in today. <laughs> I'd be like, why is there shit on the... Well, I mean, I guess I would have seen the news. You mean in the Capitol, not in the White House. Right, like, sorry, the White House. I was going to say, they must have gotten it really far if they were able to shit <laughs> and they hit the White House. Um, would you call in sick that day? If they, you knew yeah, you but were. I think it'd be pretty obvious that you know that i wasn't sick <laughs> would you ask for time and a half yeah i feel like if i have a job like i mean if i'm in that situation i just would like probably not go in but you know a lot of the people who work they probably can't um do that right but i they probably wouldn't tell you that over the phone though <laughs> um but that did happen right how come you don't see any footage of that the shit all over the the wall i guess they, they don't want to show it because it's gross yeah. Well, and but well, those you, images would hit. There's no images of that anywhere on the internet. I don't know. I just i I heard about it. I read things about it. You know, it's probably you saw the people who went in there. Oh you yeah, it's so. definitely true. Uh, yeah, they're fucking great. So I don't know what that is. When you look at that, it's. I guess I always when that happened, like a lot of people, I was watching it. It felt very like okay, fine. This is their bottom. This is finally like they've hit rock bottom. This is you know the optics of this are so awful. But mm-hmm. it's that cognitive dissonance. It's like it doesn't matter. There is no bottom. They're no. always going to find a way to yeah. But it's amazing that like these grown adults in these huge you know positions of power are still um, kind of, you know kind of like uh, supporting them no matter what, even right. though it seems creep, but I guess they have to, I don't know. Like what, 
But the one interesting thing about all this, this Trump stuff is that I really think finally there is something that may stop people. I really believe this because I was reading some comments in some right wing site. What might finally let Trump lose his supporters? And it's that vax thing. That vax thing is hurting him bad. Is it though? Because it's it mainly is. the Alex Jones guy. But no. Who else spoke out against it? A lot of people. And there's this like power vacuum now in that. And I feel like someone is going, if someone who's smart is going to run against him and be the anti vax candidate, and that person will give Trump a lot of fucking problems. And if that person gets kind of big, he may, Trump may not even who, decide. Like DeSantis? Well, I mean, the thing is, all these guys actually have gotten vaccinated, but they don't wear it as they didn't wear it on a sleeve like Trump did last week. And it was kind of a trap. I thought Biden set for him, by the way, which I thought was a brilliant move. Do you think so? Do you think he purposely said? Yeah, it was. It works two ways. It's like one, you get more people vaccinated if Trump promotes it. And two, if you let him tout it then he's going to lose a lot of his supporters. And I'm telling you, I look at comments in some of these right wing sites because I always look at that, like on Breitbart. These people are fucking mad at Trump. They are really pissed at him. And I don't know how he can turn it around because he he can't say now I wasn't vaxxed. I mean, I'm probably sure he could get away with lying after. Oh, yeah, does it, that's the whole thing I've learned. You can just say anything. <laughs> and I mean, it is that thing. I mean, people, you know, and it makes sense because people do it their all their every day of their lives to get through life is lying to yourself about your life and what you're doing, what's going right. on. I, I kind of had that realization recently that like. You know, when you, I think about people in the past who have like done something shitty to me and you're like, oh, they must be, at, you know, thinking about how horrible they are. But no, they're, they everyone's able to, you know, delude themselves into what they're mm-hmm. doing is, is fine and right. They always have um, a good reason behind it that no one else understands. And they even if they do deep down know that they're wrong, they they've convinced it. that's how people are able to, like, get through their lives. Right. Just, and I mean, I do it in, in my life, but at least I kind of like will. But you're not Absolutely. like on. I mean, he's he's. I mean, one thing is he's now on record saying it. I honestly think. Oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but him. I honestly think though now there will be some candidate that'll be not only anti-vax but will not be vaccinated because I think that's the candidate. And that candidate, if this COVID is still going around in a year or two, where it's still going to be an issue, that person might end up being the Republican candidate. I am not fucking joking. I actually don't. That's think how he'll into, be, what? Yeah. That's how into I don't that. think he'll be reelected in 2024. Well, he's, I feel like there's what? Well, go ahead. No, he's not going to run unless he knows he has a really good chance of winning not only the nomination, but the presidency. But if there's some guy who goes to the right of him on the vax thing, who's hardcore, he is not going to win. He's not some some there's going to be some guy. He may not even be in politics right now. I am anti vax completely and I will never, ever take the vax. And that person will probably also die, too, of COVID. <laughs> so you so you saw Don't Look Up, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I just watched it. And um, it, it you know, what's what's really amazing to me is how like of the time it is and how mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, yeah, it's I, a great it's, movie. It's weird how I mean, not weird, but the reviews are bad. Do you think it's just a lot of people like I was saying, the cognitive dissonance, like there's a lot of people who just refuse to like it because they take offense to it because it's kind of like it's kind of like like holding up a mirror to them and how stupid they are that they're just kind of like this is so this is so bad it's badly done like they're all like it's badly done it's not right. good satire i think the point in my opinion was that they say it was heavy handed it was like someone yelling in your face about 
this this thing that was going to happen. But that was the point. He wanted to yell in your face like right. we're going to die. <laughs> like, right. This is crazy. And I, and I don't that- think it was just about I mean, I know he says it's about climate change. And I know that was kind of how it started. But it it it, it doesn't seem just about client. Uh, oh, no, I heard he change. changed the script when COVID came out. Yeah. And he said that he I read uh, an interview with him and he said that uh, Adam McKay, we're talking about Adam McKay. Yeah. He said that when things started happening, like when he said to, you know, inject bleach in your body, he said they had to rewrite the script because it wasn't crazy enough. Yeah. As compared to <laughs> real life, like real life was crazier than what they're putting in the. And I mean, what's what's so like um, glaring about it is that. um it's so not that f- different from what's going on. Like the whole, I, I do like he, he took it to the most absurd level of like that. Their campaign is basically don't look up in the sky. Right. Look, right. Like literally like there's people with the vaxxers and anti-vaxxers, like there's like looker uppers and people who refuse. And they think COVID's up. A, or they, yeah. And, or they think COVID's a hoax, you know, uh, it's all that crap. So. Even if you literally can look up and see the thing that's going to kill you coming at you, people are like, well, just don't look at it. That's what, and I mean, what's, what was so crazy is like, we've gone to a place where that's not even that absurd to me. I think that's what is going on a lot in society with me with, um, we were talking about like with entertainment, like I, I was always really into like pop culture and I still am and like entertainment and movies and stuff, but I've gotten less so because the, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of entertainment now. And a lot of it is just very like generic and with the shit that's going on in the world, a lot of it just seems very almost kind of like delusional in a way, you know, I don't want to hear someone talk about like, you know, I went on a date and this girl was kind of weird, you know, she was getting it's like, really, that's what you're talking about. Like, I feel like Chappelle, when we were talking about stand up, like has kind of upped the ante with stand up mm-hmm. with like what I'm interested in hearing people talk about. You know, it's hard to go back after the pandemic and all this shit. Right. But it's also it's, like, I, you know, I was on a plane the other day. And but the problem is also because I in like if you're in a comedy club and you're not even you don't want to hear about it yeah the audiences you know, they're young they don't want to hear they're, they have a lot of covid fucking fatigue you know i i still have some covid jokes and i still think they do well because it's out there but it's yeah i mean you don't no, you, no, you're right i know it's not even just COVID. like i don't want to hear people talk about covid but i just feel like you know what like, i mean like but i'm just saying like a dark stuff um but a lot of it depends on the show really but on on a, in a on a special yeah that kind of stuff but in an actual comedy club these audiences especially the young ones they just turn off they don't want to hear depressing shit yeah and i i i you know th- that's true that that's a that's a good point i guess it's what it is is like when i saw don't look up it seemed very like oh wow this is such an it's such an on the, the nose right analogy mo- or metaphor it's but- not even like being subtle at all it's being so right. like it is it's not screaming your face but it, i mean we are at a point where like someone needs to scream in the face of people because like everyone's right. such a moron um, you know, the, the the um i saw another comet movie by the way that was out late last year it's on hbo max really good really good but it's more of a serious movie called greenland did you see this yeah i it, it, that came out right at the beginning of the pandemic right did you, did you see it yeah, it's with um, who's in it? You um, got, you know, um, Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought it was very realistic. It was good. It's kind of similar, right? And isn't it like? But it's very realistic. Okay I him? thought, yeah, I thought that how they did it was very realistic. How people would act, you know, um, yeah. and then the news covering it. And then there's like a countdown on the news about when the comet's going to hit. Um, yeah. 
And then some people get chosen to go into this safe fallout shelter and everyone's fighting over that. I mean, all that stuff, I seem very, it seems so realistic. I thought they did a really good job of that movie. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I, I liked it too, but then I forgot about it like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that came out not even that long ago. And I think everyone watched it cause it was right at the beginning of the quarantine. So, right. But it was very forgettable. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I think you're right with, you know, I, I guess maybe cause I'm older and like what I, what I watch, you know, I, I don't have that much time to watch things, you know, cause there's so much, but watching certain things now seem very like, like very antiquated, like in 2010, they seemed they would go over. I just feel like you can't at this point, like I, there's a lot of things I liked in 2010. If I see them now, I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. you're still doing that. Like that's not really, <laughs> there's just kind of not a lot of, uh, you know, evolving. I, that's the problem I've had with stand up right now. It's just, there's so much of it. It's hard for me, you know, and I've done it for so long. I've, it's hard to watch it. And most yeah. of it's just like, generic that even if it's good it's just like all right dude like i don't it's like there's too much of it you know what i mean but that's the thing i mean we've done it for so long and we've seen so many comics and it's you get jaded it's like if you're a forklift operator would you just want to spend hours watching other forklift operators like lift shit like at that point you'd be like okay no 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 but i mean i wouldn't be like a normal person who Who's, who's never lifted a forklift or never <laughs> operated one and just goes to watch them on the weekends. Um, that's a perfect metaphor. <laughs> if you were a forklift, would you want to watch that thing that no one ever liked watching? Um, <laughs> it's like when I did snuff porn. It's like, I don't want to watch. When I go home, I don't want to watch people get murdered for real on film. Yeah, but maybe, maybe there are people who want to watch forklift operators like lift shit. I feel like there's a lot of comedy out there that is like probably just as enjoyable to watch as a forklift <laughs> operator. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, but like I said, maybe it's because I'm older. And I mean, it is because I'm older. But, and, you know, with everything, with stand up, it's like even just with like seven years ago to now, the, the amount of it that's out there, it's just like, it's crazy how much is right. out there. So it's like, at a certain point, it's like, what can, what more can people talk about? It's just kind of, I, I understand why it's boring and you watch comedians and they're like, oh, they're, they're all kind of talk, talking about this and that, but it's like, even, I feel like even more so now stand up for me to be interested, you have to have such an original persona and take on things that for me to at all be, that's why like, I, you know, like, well, I was so thing. sick of it. I would go watch the like, like I was obsessed with like Norm Macdonald old yeah. clips and like David Spade. I would go to the past to find people that I was interested in. Right. You know, and the one thing is, but like newer, younger people and newer comics, they see a kind of a comic like that and they can't believe it because they have a like a less life experience. So they see this newer comic and they think this is the greatest person in the world, not knowing that person probably was very influenced by a comic earlier, you know, we liked, you know, I had a conversation with some comic recently, he was a young comic and he was watching this comic on stage do this kind of bit. And he goes, Oh, he's doing this bit from this comic. I saw do the same kind of bit, you know, like eight years ago. And I said, yeah, I know that guy. And I know that bit. And I remember when I saw him, I'm like, he stole that bit from some comic 10 years ago. So it's like everyone's just kind of stealing from right. the, the but, last. Yeah. So this guy thought he was in the know. I'm like, yeah, the guy who you think is your hero 
and yeah. you're accusing of this guy stealing from, he stole. <laughs> I mean, right. And, <laughs> and at a certain point, like, you know, there's only so much people can talk about, like, and you're going to steal to a certain level. I mean, not, not steal, but I think what a lot of good comedians do or good artists do is like, they'll take something and they'll kind of turn it into something else with their own take on it. Right. And I and feel like comedians do get, I think it's bad when they just, they completely steal a bit. That's like almost like verbatim another yeah. bit and they're not putting anything new into it, but it's like, I have heard comics do kind of similar kind of about us, like similar to something else, but it's like different because they have a different unique perspective. Like I had a joke once about like that term tossing salad, you know, mm-hmm. which is like a term that's a term in the world. And when I, when it was out there, people were writing comments, like he stole this verbatim from Chris rock. Cause Chris rock had a joke about uh, okay. where he says tossing someone's salad and they weren't at all similar. Like, but right. people just heard that and they were like, well, you can't do that. Like right. he did a joke. And I'm like, but it's like a term of, in the world. You know right. What I mean? And like, that's why that's why you have to be very careful accusing people of thievery because there's everything's been done. So but the the, the bit in, that I was specifically talking about was that a comic was doing a fun uh, an accent when it, they went on stage and people thought that this person was doing an accent like that spoke in that accent. And then he changed to his regular voice. And they, oh, okay. and they said, oh, this other comic did it 10 years ago. And then I was like, yeah, well, Andy Kaufman did it that in the fucking 70s. Who did it 10 years ago that they were? Uh, I forgot the comic, but kind of a big comic. Um, yeah, I feel like I just saw someone do something like like an right. Indian guy. Right. But it, I also said it's not really that's more of a kind of a device at this point. It's not even like stealing, you know, doing that thing where you pretend you're someone else on top. It's not stealing. But if you're going to say it's stealing, then everyone stole from Andy Kaufman. Right. Because Andy Kaufman, which did there's that. an argument to be made that maybe that's true. Yeah. That everyone I mean, did steal from him. No, but um. But that that concept, I mean, he might have even taken that idea from someone else, Andy Kaufman. You don't know. Just pretending you're something and then going into your regular voice. I know there is a weird thing. And as I got older, I realized it. like. At the end of the day, if you're whatever you're doing in somewhat is is some way influenced, like you have to learn comedy from seeing something. And so in some certain way, you're going to be stealing something from someone you liked if it's their kind of like persona or like what they're doing, like. So I think what where you get into trouble is when after you've been doing it and developing, if you've never found your own voice in it, that's when it gets troublesome. Because what happens is people, I think early on, especially with comedy, is like, I just remember when I first started doing comedy, you know, when like you first start doing stand up, you I would watch people do it. And I'm like, this is easy. I can come up with like 10 funny things and just yeah. do them like on stage. So like, but then the more you do it, the harder you you find out that it is to be original and be mm-hmm. Have your and define what you what's funniest about you. You know what I mean. So, I think that happened with me. I think it happens with everyone. I would see certain comedians and I would like totally, um, almost imitate what they yeah. were doing. But that's but then eventually co- I found fun. like yeah you, yeah you find your own voice and that's why like when people first start like, uh, Mark Norman, uh, who just had that special. Um, I see a lot of people doing him now like tons of tons of people yeah you told me that i have yeah. i think there's one guy you told me about and i yeah. saw and um, yeah I but there's tons that. i'd see not even tons so many he's the guy now and if and, you're going to imitate someone like that that's a really dangerous territory because 
you better be a really good joke writer because that's it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to be like this guy who, who writes great, who relies on like writing great jokes. And some of it isn't so overt. You could just see because their voice sounds different. You see the mannerisms and stuff. And then I'll talk to them after the show and I go, who do you like? And they'll say Mark Norman and stuff. But with that's all that stuff is fine. It's just eventually you got to find your own voice. You know? Right, right. You're still you, doing you can that. Do it after for, 10 I think years. the first few years I was like uh, definitely uh, um an amalgamation of like three different comedians. Yeah. I like, and I would change, it would change from here all the time. Like, Oh, now I like this guy. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this. Yeah. A lot of but you kind of have to tell like, back in the day. Tell I was definitely a tell influence. Cause he was like the big joke writer guy. Mm-hmm. He was, you watched him, that guy, he was like the master of writing jokes. I almost feel like I learned how to write jokes watching him. Cause mm-hmm. he was just like, everything was a j- Mark Norman. I'm not saying he's like a tell, but it's similar. It's yeah. all jokes. You but, know, so yeah, but but would you get back to the uh, insurrection okay. just for a insurrection. minute? <laughs> we, we went from the insurrection to, to uh, David Tell. <laughs> that was an interesting trick. So, so I feel like we'll, I'm in a debate. <laughs> we'll spend like, How did day. you pivot away from the insurrection to Mark Norman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do you think going forward with this insurrection? Do you think there's going to be another one? They're they're plotting, so something's going on. I mean, because they're not going to do I, it. Well, they do it on these other sites now, these, these telegrams and this uh, gab. They're they're all like these right wing Twitters where they're plotting or whatever the fuck they're doing. Uh, I mean, I figured they're going to do something. Not to, not today, obviously. I'm sure they're on no, high no, alert. No, I feel like even high alert, the, even with the insurrection, it's like. You know, there were some people that like got mad that they were blaming it on Antifa. You know, people were posting on Facebook. They were like, this wasn't Antifa. This was us. I did it. Like, don't fucking yeah. give them credit. So it's like when it happened last year, even when they I felt like I was watching, I was like, they didn't do any. Like, I mean, they got in and they, you know, they're able to um, break into the Capitol and get on the floor. And it's like, but they didn't really follow through and do anything. So it's kind of like I'm not like they, they almost seem so inept. No, I mean, it, I don't know. You watch the docs and they were closer than you think. They couldn't do anything because they got all the senators and stuff out of there. Had they got to them, you don't know what would have happened. You really don't. I, you're right. I don't. Yeah, but they, they were up. I to, think they, that they that had military closest... people. They had military people. They had zip ties. They had weapons. But that's what it, I mean. They right. didn't seem to like the follow through wasn't really. I mean, look, I know they got close, but I feel like that's as, if they weren't able to do it then. When are they going to be able to do like now well, there's people there's like more of an people are looking out for it. Right. More and than they were people. What people don't remember is because I remember telling another comic or someone, oh, tomorrow it's going to be crazy in D.C. Like I knew I know nothing. And I knew that that was going to be bad over there. And they were not, I remember not being surprised at all. By no, that. but I knew you read stuff like, oh, there there's going to be a march down there. They're going to go down to Capitol. I'm like, it's shit's going to get crazy. I'm I mean, like, I was invited. I wasn't really that worried because I was like, oh, they got this. You know, they know these people are coming. Right. Um, and they had like two guys guarding. With <laughs> that one guy basically stopped like 150 people from getting on the Senate floor. One. That's what I mean, though. It's like that guy didn't even have a weapon and they still couldn't like. Well, they're out. stupid. Those people are stupid. But I that's mean, what I mean. I feel like it's kind of like, well, the reason why 9-11, they missed the towers. And then they were like, well, next time we'll we'll get we'll for, we'll get the tower. It's like, well, no, you're not going to be able to get the plane next but, time. But it doesn't have to be the Capitol building. It can be something else. It could there be, will be something. There will be yeah. like some explosion. I'm, but I don't think it's going to be as organized as people like. I think there's a line in Don't Look Up where she even says like when they're kind of like 
they're having a discussion about like what the people, the up top people are doing, what they're doing behind the scenes. And she was like, you don't, you don't understand like that. They're not smart enough to do the things that you're talking about what mm. they're doing. I th- And I think that they, they do have some organizational capability, you know, social media. It just seems like they, I don't think it's going to be as grand, uh, an organized, as grandly organized. As well, I'll give you this. The fact people that they think were, it will be the fact that they were all down there to begin with shows that they were dumb. We know that. So that works against them. Because they're, you know, it's the fact that they're down there thinking that Biden lost the election, even though he got seven million more votes, um, they're stupid and they will continue yeah. to be. But I mean, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't know that they're the, the great. They're never going to change. I just don't know. I feel like, you know, most cults end badly. It usually ends with everyone killing themselves or it just kind of dissipates or the main once the main person is gone it doesn't seem i don't think cults can really continue you know you're right they do do need that leader and that's why i think trump may i'm telling you i i will say this this vax thing he's fucking he's losing his support and he may not get it back because i don't know how you you can't really turn around on that one you can't he admitted he got vaxxed so he, now there's he's saying like oh I I'm I I'm vaxxed, but I don't believe in mandates but these people don't want the vaccine it's not even about the mandates they don't want to get they think you're they're calling it yeah. I was reading some of the comments they're calling it a, a a clot shot that's their their joke term for it what does that mean because apparently you know some of uh, them gave you blood clots like Johnson and Johnson or AstraZeneca so that's their joke thing yeah that. That's not they, that harsh of a name. I don't no. think it's going to catch on. <laughs> this is a clot shot. Okay. But they think it's poison. They think that the government is injecting poison into you. So if you believe that, you will never get the vaccine. And it's yeah. so funny because there's just list after list. I, I brought this up again. The sorry, anti-vaxxer. And yeah, sites of just these people just they're. A lot of them are all these huge anti vax They have like radio shows and stuff, and they tell people not to. And then they die of COVID. <laughs> why don't it's just like why don't more of them die? That's kind of the. Um... A lot of them. Are, it's like Herman Cain was a big one too. He was. He remember he died last year. Yeah, but uh, also, do you know, this is a remember when Betty White was about yeah. to turn a hundred? You know, I I, I actually kind of called this. I kept. It was like two weeks before her birthday, and I kept seeing articles like Betty White turns hundred. I remember being like, "Would you guys chill? Like, you're literally daring the universe to kill Betty White." Um, and then I swear I had that thought. She died that day. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Oh, so why don't? How about we put up some headlines like, you know, Justin Bieber turns 34 or something? <laughs> um, why can't yeah, we do it? Some celebrities to get them out of the way. But yeah, no, it's just these people you the, want to die never die. You know what I mean? Aren't they claiming that she died because she got a booster shot? That was the yeah. That was the... <laughs> it had nothing to do with her being a hundred. <laughs> she died because she got a booster. No, she was like at the age where no one lives to. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's it's gotten so crazy. I don't even know what to, I think. What it is is like with these cult things and these crazy people. You never had to hear from them because you didn't have you didn't they didn't have the capability. But now with these crazy people, you hear from them and they get coverage and. 
you know, you, he, I've never heard these things. You know, like, like the remember the cult where they cut their dicks off and they like thought they were going to space or something. Yeah. <laughs> like I heard about that it was because it was crazy and it was on the news. Like it would be like if that cult the whole time it was around, I kept hearing about them. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so those crazy people were always there. I think everyone's just amazed because now we just hear of hear from them all the time. Yeah, I don't know how people get also into this. I'm just, I'm so cynical. I don't know. I, I just, could never be in a cult. I could never be in a cult. I'm just too cynical. I couldn't either. I'm too like selfish and like right. I, I'm too like <laughs> skeptical of everyone that everyone, everything everyone says. I'm all right. Well, like, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know about all right. that. You definitely wouldn't cut your balls off if they told you to like that one call, right? You wouldn't do that, right? Here's the other no. thing. If I don't saying, know what would take me to do to do that. Here's the other thing. So if you're saying the insurrectionists were a cult, which I completely agree with. If someone said, hey, listen, on January 6th, one of the coldest days of the year, we want you to go down to Washington on your expense and walk around outside for seven hours. Yeah, I mean, they lost That's me right it. there. Yeah, no, but I'm saying yeah. that they lost me right there. I would, I would who would want to run around in the fucking cold for seven hours? During a pandemic where, you know, everyone has no math. I mean, forget about it. How much, yeah. if, even if I love Trump, I wouldn't do that because I don't want to walk around outside. I can barely cold. get up to go. Like I was working remotely at that point. I can barely <laughs> get up and go to my computer to like go to work. I was getting paid and I could barely get up and, and I'm like, not even kidding. So I, I don't know that kind of, I guess they're, they're so, they have so nothing going on in their life. I, it always does fascinate me, like what it takes to get you to finally join a cult like that, and like the Nexium cult, you know, the one that, you know, it was like sex slaves and yeah. stuff. And but what, you know, what have you got that call? You're a big Trump guy. You're into that, and you get a call. You're like on January fifth. We listen, Tom. We need. We want you to go down to DC and support. And you're gonna. It's like it's like 22 degrees out. So. You're going to come down. It'll cost you about like a thousand dollars. What would you say? I mean, no, even if it was like in Hawaii, I'm trying to think of who I like was a fan of in my life. That like, like I was a huge Eminem fan at one point. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I barely could ever even go see him in concert, like when he was playing at the garden. So, and that's like, I was a diehard. That's literally yeah. like a mile and a half from where I, but I think it was like, ah, I'm going to pay like $200 to see someone, you know, to see someone I love who's good at something. You know, right, like, right. I couldn't imagine driving eight hours to watch Rudy Giuliani and Eric Trump talk <laughs> like what would they have to say like they're not even good they don't even have songs or anything so it's like no i don't i don't i can't i can't think of anything that has gotten me out of the house to do something like you know giving money to things you know yeah. i've given money to like saint jude's and um the animal the aspca a lot so um I actually recently gave to Planned Parenthood after the abortion. I don't usually give to those things, but I felt felt bad and I gave money to them. Now I'm getting yeah. hit up all the time by Planned Parenthood. So. I get that too from like the right. ASPCA and stuff. But I, I feel like the ASPCA, it's so much easier to give money to animals. <laughs> <laughs> Just because like... Yeah, you know, you know, they do that. They they, they kind of like it's kind of like not fair. I'll be watching like Anchorman, and then all of a sudden there'll be commercial with like animals being abused, and I'm like, what is this? I just, I'm watching fucking a comedy. Like now you're shaming me for not, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, and I really, I really do succumb. I'm a sucker for those things. Like, and it's funny too because I'm a sucker for media and and commercials and stuff. They can sucker me into things really easily into buying things. Right. 
but yet a cult, I just can't <laughs> you might I, you know what I mean? I don't I feel like you don't really see a lot of New Yorkers in cults, right? Because we're so kind of jaded and don't trust people that yeah. it'd be hard to suck us into a cult. I think that's it. I mean, people who go to New York to live, I think, you know, they're individualists. They, you know, they they don't, you know, they come from small towns and they don't want to stay with the bullshit of the small towns. So I think you don't see a lot of that in the big cities. All smart people, I don't give a shit what everyone says, they move to cities because they're smart. They want to change their yeah, they lives. Wanna they want to get out of the cult. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, so oh, that's an interesting, I don't know this whole thing. It's been like, I've, I feel like the last year I just kind of, have, um, resigned myself to like, look, at least he's gone. You, and you, even you hear about Trump, you don't hear from him anymore. It's almost like yeah. this thing that like, they're still, people are still talking about, but it's the almost Twitter, like the media. What the Twitter account was the bet. Cause people would just, they would just do stories about his, his Twitter, his tweets. Yeah. That was a big thing that they got rid of because Literally, if he didn't say anything that day, they would just go to his Twitter page and they go, look what he tweeted out. And that would be the story of the day. That's why I think it was that was the most important thing to get rid of his Twitter account. Yeah. And what Marjorie Taylor Greene just got banned. Yeah. <laughs> why? What did she do that? I mean, I'm, she's just, what, she, she's spreading uh, misinformation back oh, about COVID. Yeah. But for only her personal page, but not her representative page. I'm like, dude, I'm like, oh, that's not really doesn't really do anything there. and what do they think I, I know like so they think the the covid is not real and they think the vaccine is is poison is going to kill them yeah okay <laughs> but they but they don't think covid is a thing well i love when they're like we don't they're like pharmaceutical companies are making money from the vaccine which is true and so and it's all about them making money but then when they go to the hospital when they get covid they don't mind getting all the other drugs from the pharmaceutical companies that they don't mind they don't think that yeah. pharmaceutical companies are making money even though that horse dewormer or whatever pharmaceutical companies make money from that so why why do they have so isn't like joe rogan kind of like an anti-vaxxer too? yeah i keep hearing but what is his because he's he like is not a dumb guy you know what i mean like but what is his reasoning does he just not think it's necessary or what he doesn't know because that's the argument i've heard from people they're like look it's new i don't i just would like to know more about it you know but that's also the audience now it's like your audience now is a bunch of anti-vaxxers and uh so you're kind of playing to the audience you're actually playing you're being putting your life in danger to make your audience happy yeah and he definitely hasn't gotten the vaccine i know someone who met him not too long ago and he definitely i feel like this anti-vax thing is, is like this the exact same thinking as like remember there's a big thing it was mainly in the 80s that there were there were songs that were making people kill themselves yeah <laughs> like, like there were messages and songs that told them to kill themselves like ozzy osbourne oh songs. yeah <laughs> and these guys would shoot themselves in the face because ozzy osbourne had messages in the songs to kill yourself yeah. first of all like why <laughs> like he would go to the trouble to like hey before we release this i want to make sure there's so there's a message in there telling the people who buy it to kill themselves. It's what like, song was that? Was that Crazy Train? Did I think it was in front um, of a train? Suicide. Actually, I think it was called uh, Suicide. Called, I don't think that helped. But, yeah, please um, kill yourself, uh, Ozzy Osbourne fans. Like that was the, the name Mr. of the song. Show, Mr. Show had a sketch. It was um, this guy tried to kill himself after he listened to their song, uh, Try Suicide. Yeah. Um, did you remember that skit? No, I don't. <clears throat> 
So it, really quick. So it's really funny. They go visit this guy. He jumped into a vat of acid after listening to your song, try suicide. And, <laughs> and he looks really horrible. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to party. We're, we're going to hang out. I'm going to party with you guys all the time. And they're like, they're, they have like a band meeting. They're like, we can't have that guy around. Like he's going to, we're never going to get laid again. And then they're like, Hey, Brian, we're going to write a song just for you. And then they, they cut to a video and, it's, and the song is called try again. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's called really... try again brian song so telling him <laughs> specifically to kill himself that's hilarious yeah like that's yeah so like but like that right there it's just so like i remember when i remember hearing about that stuff when i was like 15 and being like yeah how fucking stupid are you like what do you mean that there's a message telling you to kill yourself um <laughs> But it's just, it's the, like this vaccine thing. It's like the exact. There's so many good reasons to kill yourself that you don't really need a song to do it. I know. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, what finally did it? Oh, the fact that he's never been laid and he lives at home and he has a <laughs> job and he's disgusting. No, it was this song that he liked. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but I feel like it's like, it's like if that became a national, a nationally embraced ideology that there's, there's messages telling you to kill yourself. You shouldn't listen to this. It's they have messages telling you to kill yourself. Um, Because I remember thinking about that. Like it's like you know how much trouble you'd have to go to to like get that into a song that no one could like readily just hear. Yeah. Like subliminal messages to kill and um and how weak are you that you're just immediately being taken down by song. But that's how it is with this. It's the same kind of reasoning. Like well, they put poison in it and they want they're, they're 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 it's like. You know how hard that would be to get do like the microchip into your body or into the shot. I don't know. It just seems very obviously it's like common sense. How do you think this is going to age though? And like, it, are we just going to deteriorate more or people just keep getting more and more crazy and yeah. And delu- I think so. delusional. I think because of internet. Yeah, I think so. This is never going to end. The other thing is annoying is they keep saying, which I think is true. They keep being like, history is not going to judge you well, you know, on your obituary. And it's like, if these people are this crazy, like the whole history thread is, does nothing to that. You know, they're not yeah. like, well, you know what? I might look bad in 30 years, you know, I'm yeah, crazy it, now. But they always say history is re, is written by the winners. So if these people take over, these people are going to look like revolutionaries. Heroes. Yeah. Um, but I th- I do think history before I know what, but like I do think history will judge them harshly. I just don't think it's a deterrent right now. I don't think no. people like this are at all deterred by like, well, you might look bad in 30 years. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if like some like really hot chick wanted to blow me and they're like, you know, in 20 years, people might look bad down on you for that and be like, well, I'm here right now. And, you know, right. But if you're invading the Capitol um, and you think you're like George Washington, you don't think you think history is going to judge you well, you know, right. you think you're like uh, trying to change the world. These guys think of themselves as probably like white Martin Luther Kings or something. Who the hell knows? They're crazy. Well, that's actually that's what re- that's something I thought of about a month ago where I was like, I finally had a realization. I'm like, oh, they really think they're right. Like yeah. they're so brainwashed. They think they're fighting pedophiles. Yeah, like, that's what they think they're doing. So it's like what I was saying before. It's like no matter what you do, you can convince yourself you're right and doing the right thing. That's funny. They're so against pedophiles, yet they you don't see them speaking up about the Catholic Church too much. 
No, it only when they it, it's only like Tom Hanks, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you really hate pedophiles, I know you're Catholics. I don't want to beat up on it, but like, I'm not. Oh, well, grew I up mean, or, I think my family was a little bit. I wasn't raised that way. But if you really hate pedophiles, there's an easy target right there. I mean, literally. They're, you know, they've admitted yeah, they're it. like been proved. They've admitted. Doing it. <laughs> I don't know how Tom Hanks. I mean, I, I guess they picked the most ridiculous. Right. Who else is another one they said was doing it? Well, it was it was it was Tom Hanks was Turner and that Hooch. They can Hooch was also they thought was a pedophile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hooch. And um, <laughs> it was not the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, um, the kid from um, Big, the kid who played him <laughs> young. I think that kid actually did grow up to be a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, there's a rumor that, uh, Tom Hanks molested that kid on the set of big, oh, or of course. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you want to do one last story? Uh, get this out yeah. there. Uh, the Peter Bogdanovich just died. Oh yeah. Let's say, so yeah, Peter Bogdanovich died today. I just, right before we started like 20 minutes. So uh, if people don't know, he was a, um, he was a really acclaimed director, mainly in the seventies. Um, and then his, you know, he had something happen in 1980. I think he was 80, he was 82 when he died. And I've actually just recently gotten into him. He, um, do you like the, his big movies he director were like the last picture show with Sybil Shepard and um, Paper Moon. Did you ever see that with Tatum O'Neill? And uh, oh right, yes, I've seen that one. Uh, and um, Ryan, his, his dad, her dad. Um, and uh, you know, he he was a really acclaimed like director and he was in also, the 70s. And it was on The Sopranos. He played the. That was Eric. kind of like what he kind of was sort of his comebackish time, yeah. like in the in the aughts, early aughts. But, you know, his career, I, I recently was listening to interviews about him and I saw a documentary about him because he like he's like Tarantino and all these like great auteurs love Bogdanovich. And I watched one of his first movies. Um, it's called Targets. And it's this really low budget movie. And it's like okay. one of Tarantino's favorite movies. And it, if you watch it, it's very you can see Tarantino was very heavily influenced by Target. It was produced by Roger Corman. So it's a movie that no one saw that was produced by Roger Corman. Of course, Quentin Tarantino loved it. You know, that's that's the kind yeah, of Yeah, but it, it actually is a good it's like a Corman movie, but it actually is good. It's, no, I know, um, but he always likes those really fucking obscure movies. He does. He's one of those yeah. guys that's like, what is this the biggest piece of shit? I, I, <laughs> I but then like a good movie he'll hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think he's just that guy's just crazy. And he just luckily was able had a great eye for movies. And and you want to talk about what we were talking about before stealing from other people, but making it your own. Tarantino built an entire career yeah. on stealing from the right things. But he kind of admits it. it. He does. But he yeah. knows that he did. He steals, but he makes it new. Like he's completely original, but completely influenced by other. He's like. He's the king of like, okay. And I think I can see a lot of comedians do that where it's like, I'm going to take a little bit of him. I'm going to take a little bit of that. I'm going to yeah. take a little bit of that and put it together. Um, and this I mean, is new. It's like a rap song. Um, but so Bogdanovich, I don't know. So in 1980, he was dating this girl, Dorothy Stratton, who was this really hot playboy playmate. She was 22. And um, her estranged husband murdered her. And apparently that like, he like never got over that. And then he ended up like marrying her younger sister or something. Um, but they say that that kind of 
hurt his career because he he kind of started making flops and then he wasn't making that many movies. But it's weird when you you know I was hearing about because he was like the guy. Him and Sybil Shepherd were like a power couple in their day in the seventies. Oh, I didn't know that. I I didn't know they were together. They were for a while. He but yeah. it's kind of shitty though because he like left his what his wife and family for her because she was uh, in the last picture show and. I think he, he was he fell victim to that thing of like he was so beloved that everyone in Hollywood like kind of turned on him because they were mad at him getting all the attention. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, I'm just looking at his movies. Uh, he directed Mask. Did you know that? Yeah, that was one of his like kind of comeback movies. Yeah. One of your all time favorite actors was in that movie. Eric Stoltz. No, Estelle Getty. One of my favorite actors. <laughs> no, I did know. I say that? <laughs> no, no, I know you like Eric Stoltz. You have, you know. Estelle Getty. Um, but he's also yeah, no, I just make fun of him because of the Back to the Future. That was yeah. around the Back to the Future time. Yeah, apparently that I read something where that movie was what they looked at and they're like, he should, he would be good in Back to the Future. <laughs> no, you're kidding, right? I swear to God, that was one of the things that they were like, they originally really did want Michael J. Fox for the movie, but he was not. They couldn't get him because he was on Family Ties. So one of the people said, hey, I just saw this guy in Mask. He'd be great as Marty McFly. And I don't know they who like that... this guy who's disgusting. <laughs> and everyone knows the movie mask. If you're young, it's not the one with Jim Carrey. It's the one where he's it's like a based on a true story where the guys he's like deformed. He has like a, a deformity. It's actually a really good movie. It's, it, I mean, it's, it has a lot of laughs and the ending's pretty funny. What I'm just kidding. It's like it's he dies. <laughs> I'm not. um. No, it's really good. It's it's like really sad and um but that was one of his kind of comeback movies and but it's interesting. So he made another a movie in like the early 80s called They All Laughed and this is what must have driven him crazy. So he was like enamored with this chick Dorothy Stratton. If you look her up, she's so fucking hot. She was like 22 Playboy playmate when she was killed. And he shot this movie in New York starring her and right after they wrapped, she got murdered. Oh. And he had to like go and edit this entire movie starring her after wow. she got murdered. How could you do that? That that would have to drive you insane. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was twenty, by the way. I'm looking at the thing. God, so like, and he was probably a lot I think older, he was like forty. Yeah, <laughs> he was kind of like a stud. He was sort of like this guy. If you if you look at him young, he he was like a really like good looking guy, and he was like insanely talented and he was the director so you know these chicks just went nuts for him because yeah well i think it was power, more that he was, he's, yeah i think what? it was more that he was a famous director though and also like i think if you're a woman who's like insecure and wants to be an actress you're very easily manipulated you know you're gonna fall for your director because they're kind of right. like the guy you're, you're like the the guy in power or i don't right. know you're like trusting him or something yeah and, you're, um, and you're, all you have to do is go oh that was a hell of a, that today that performance was amazing you were just amazing yeah let's go talk about it in uh the toilet <laughs> let's go over that scene <laughs> don't bring your pants <laughs> um but so anyway so this is another interesting thing i think that's kind of no one ever really speculates on that but it, i think that must have like contributed to his mental stability is having this girl you love you're literally having to see every day editing for like five months and she's just been murdered uh, so i was yeah. watching this movie they all laughed with dorothy stratton like about six months ago and there's a, where i live right now there's a scene an entire scene that is shot right in front of my building oh wow when i was living there when i was like six or something wow isn't that weird yeah 
And then they walk down the street to my school and they do a scene in front of where I was going to school at the time. I don't know. It's just kind of trippy. I was like, no, it's it's You're immortalized. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's so weird. I was like, holy shit. That's like my front entrance. But mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. My uh, place I lived in uh, years back uh, in, in Edgewater, New Jersey is, can be seen in uh, the movie Copland. Oh, really? Yeah. My parents moved to Jersey um, like in the nineties. I lived there for a little bit and they, you can see my that house in the movie Copland for a minute, Sylvester Stallone or something like that. There, this place I used to live, you can um, at one point in the movie Titanic, you can see them <laughs> going by. Yeah. <laughs> did, you in, did you live in an iceberg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I once went on a skiing trip on uh, this iceberg that they that they hit <laughs> in the movie. Um. All right. No, but I think so, that's cool that you're like immortalized, you know, in a movie. Well, it's, it was really weird watching because I was like, holy shit, that that's like, a, and then I kind of took a, I went outside, I took a picture and it looks really similar. It's also really weird because it was while I was living there. So I'm like, oh shit, I remember how that, now I can see how that looked when I was back then because I don't yeah. remember it really. And I can, I see the landmarks. I'm like, oh, I remember that, that used, that bank used to be there. So, um, right. And it's so funny because like, I love seeing like old New York I love movies where it's old New York and stuff. And it, even there's a, I, I don't know. I think it's a new documentary. It's on Netflix. It's about this Times Square serial killer. Have you heard about this? Ron Howard is like produced it somewhat. Yeah. What was the name of the serial killer? I forgot, but he would actually go to Jersey and kill people, but they would show a lot of it was just about Times Square in the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. And it was, it was just so fun to watch that. Stuff. What's it called? You know. Times Square serial killer. Yeah, you'll 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 really love it because it's partially it right up my alley. Yeah, partially. <laughs> what about the serial killer? Times Square serial killer. <laughs> I, that's a weird like thing to say. You know, you know that movie Times Square serial killer. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you. <laughs> yeah, but they also talk about Times Square and all the porn. You know, I remember that. You know, you know, you grow. I mean, you was growing up. Yeah, even it was up terrifying. To, yeah, up to the nineties, it was bad around there. Yeah, you know? I remember I, mean, I was walking on Thirteenth Street the other day with my girlfriend, and I was like, we were like Third Avenue and Thirteenth, and I was like, oh yeah, let's walk to Second. I was like, this is where Taxi Driver was shot, like the last, you know, when he, the killing spree part at the end. And she was like, right. really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, the, the street used to be bad in the eighties. Yeah. It was like a bad street. Um, now, but it, now, it, it, now all New York is bad. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, yeah, it's not really. I remember just being terrified walking around this neighborhood. Now it's like nothing. I was just in Hawaii and I felt like more. I was more intimidated there. <laughs> they, they have a lot of homeless in Hawaii. They're like crazy, like and confrontational. But, but see, that makes sense to me because I always thought if I was homeless, we're I never understood. I guess it's just hard to move. And I understand it. But like if you're homeless, why wouldn't you go to someplace warm and be homeless? Be like a it, right. I, 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 you're right, but I I don't know. Are they able to like get together money? Because I mean, if they were, when they just right. Well, I literally had this thought in Hawaii because I saw so many con- confrontational like homeless people. I was like, why don't you just go get a job? Like, and everyone's like, well, they can look at their pants. They don't have any pants, yeah. and I'm like, fine. We'll just go figure out a way to get pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, like if today you, if your life depended on you just had to get pants and a shirt, wouldn't you just figure out a way to go get pants? Right. But if you have a mel- mental illness, the pants buying 
thing might not be so easy. I know, for but you. Uh, that's also the same thing with the the ticket to Hawaii, though. Like, I think it's hard if you're crazy to like get a nine hundred dollar ticket. But you're right. I you're would right. figure out. But if you're if you have that mental capacity to be like, well, I should like go to Hawaii, then you also would probably be like, well, when I get to Hawaii, I should buy pants (laughs) (laughs) and then just go Uh, get a job or at least like go down to Florida. You could like walk down there. You could do, you know, I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. Steal or steal a car. Go steal a car and drive to Florida or just murder someone, steal their identity. I mean, we're giving you homeless people very good ideas on how to make it in the world. Your pants, (laughs) murder. We really have the right demographic for, for an audience. <laughs> Homeless people with no pants who don't live in Hawaii. It's kind of like, did you ever see a movie, The Warriors? Whenever I see these movies about gangs, like in the 80s, or like The Warriors is all about like they're stuck in the Bronx yeah. and they need to get home, but they like can't get home because everyone's trying to kill them and they're like taking the train and all that stuff. And I'm like, you guys are a gang. Steal a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you're a fucking ruthless gang. None of you knows how to hotwire a fucking car or carjack someone. <laughs> All right. And, and I guess what we'll, they're like paying for the train. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll wrap it up. One, okay. Also, one last plug is we're doing pop culture. Another great, uh, we'll get right off. I'm not going to talk about it, but documentary about Bob Einstein on HBO Max just came out. Did you see it? I watch it. Yeah. Super Dave. Yeah, it's it's good. So anyway. I had no idea that um, Albert Brooks's real name was Albert Einstein. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's I, hilarious. I didn't know their parents were a comic either. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so. his, his, their dad was a comic and yeah. their mom. Did so. Yeah, I, I really liked Super Dave. Yeah, I didn't know I he was big in the, the hip hop. Did you know he was big in, in the hip hop? No, community? I had no idea. I mean, he, they play all those songs that he's he's referenced in the lyrics. Yeah, that's crazy. He was. I remember young seeing him on Letterman and be, thinking he was really funny. That character. Yeah, well, I, I didn't even know that. I thought it was. A, I didn't even, wasn't even aware it was really a, a character. I remember just being on that show was on Showtime and that was like the only show they had. It was Super Dave and movies. That's all it was on Showtime. Yeah, I never had Showtime at that yeah. point. So I never had seen that show. But yeah, no, he was. He was, He died recently, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a good doc if anyone wants to see it. Yeah, it's good. All right, so all uh, right, we, we can wrap. Do right. plugs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thanks for listening. LA2B, uh, please rate and review. Please, you know, review this podcast if it's good, only if it's a good review. And um, go to our Patreon, Last Exit Broken Patreon for bonus. We have like 10 bonus episodes up um, with some big people, Jenny Raffalo, Michael Che, and um, buy Silk City Hot Sauce from SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo Brooklyn. And we'll see you uh, next time. Thank you. Yeah, we got some big guests coming up too. So. We do, yeah. Bye. Some small ones. <laughs>